Welcome back to Midnight at the Movies. Alright, so tonight I'll be talking about Paranormal Activity. That's right, the first one, the original, which was released in 2007, directed by Orin Pele, Pele, something like that. And the synopsis says... After moving into a suburban home, a couple becomes increasingly disturbed by a nightly demonic presence. I also want to give a spoiler warning that this episode will contain mostly mild spoilers. I think if you have not seen this movie, I don't give too much away until I start talking about the alternate ending, which I give you a warning there. So if you haven't seen this movie or it's been a while... I think you'll be okay going into this review, but maybe stop when I start talking about the alternate ending. Yeah. So you've been warned. But with that being said, let's jump into it. Hi, deaf camera. On. My girlfriend Katie. She thinks there's something in the house. I don't know. You believe me, right? I think we're going to have a very interesting time capturing whatever paranormal phenomena is occurring or is not occurring. Doors are locked. Doors are locked. The alarm is on. I'm hearing a weird sound. Something's here. I feel it breathing on me. Footsteps in, but there's no footsteps out. Oh, God. Oh, my God. If you do try to play games with it, that's inviting it in. Man, I'm not going to lie. This movie, I have not seen it. In a long time, several years. And I remembered some of the beats that the movie hits. But like I said, it's been a while. And man, this movie freaked me out again. But I'm also watching this late at night, all the lights off, by myself, in my one-bedroom apartment. But man, it still got me. So I first saw this movie in high school... I remember when it came out, it was being talked up as possibly the scariest movie that's ever been released. I don't know if that was just the marketing or because I was in high school or what, but that's how it was talked about when it first released. I specifically remember that one of the bigger guys at our high school, in my grade level at least, who was like varsity lineman or whatever... On the football team. I remember him specifically. Talking about how scary it was. And how he doesn't get scared of anything. And that alone really piqued my interest. That and the fact that I feel like the marketing for this movie was really great. Probably the best marketing since Blair Witch Project. I remember seeing trailers and commercials for this movie. And seeing the the green night vision of people in a theater watching it and seeing their reactions to the movie and being freaked out in the theater. It was the first time I'd ever seen anything like that used as promotional material for a film. Now, it probably wasn't the first film to use those night vision, uh, actual live reactions in their promotions, but it was the first that I could remember seeing. And it really made an impression on me. And then, of course, I went to see the movie. 
And yeah, it's pretty freaky, man. It's like, even though we kind of know it's fake, right? We know that there is a team behind this movie. It has this very real feel to it. A very low budget feel that makes it seem like it could have been real. And a lot of that's because they didn't have much of a budget at all for this movie to begin with. Wait, hold on. I'm on IMDb. And it says it was released in 2007. But under release date, it says it was released on October 16th, 2009. And that sounds more accurate. Because I do believe I was a sophomore in high school. And that would put 2009 as being that year. I don't know. You never know if you can trust IMDb or not. But anyway, this movie had a budget of $15,000. And on the opening weekend, it made five, almost six million dollars. Oh wait, that was in the UK. Wow, okay. So obviously this movie did amazing. It spawned several sequels, most of which I don't remember having anything good to say. But I haven't seen all of them. But I think I've seen most of them. I don't know. I recently bought a Blu-ray set that has the first three And from what I remember, those are the only three that are even worth watching. I could be wrong about that. I am going to watch the second and third one sometime soon. I'm not sure if I'll review them. You know, it depends on if I feel like I have enough to comment on. But I definitely felt like this one deserved a review on my podcast. Because after all these years later, it still freaks me out. And I'm also a person who watches... A lot of ghost hunting stuff. I watch a lot of ghost hunting shows, YouTube videos, Nukes Top 5. It's one of my favorites. I'm also just a big horror fan, so I watch anything that comes to theaters that's in the genre. But I think it was because this seems so real, this movie. I think that's kind of why it freaks me out. Man, when he goes downstairs and she's outside... And she's just sitting there in that chair and doesn't want to come inside. And then the Ouija board moves on its own. Oh, man. I would be out of there so fucking fast, man. Especially because this guy knows that it's all connected to her. To Katie. And yet he watches footage played back of the Ouija board moving on its own and catching the Ouija board on fire. And he still is just chilling. Like, hey, let's find out what it means. Oh, fuck that. I am out of there, bitch. You can stay in that house as long as you want. I'm getting a hotel. I'll be at the Motel 8 down the street if you need me. Come on. I think that would just about do it for me. I don't think I could date a girl who has a demon connected to her. I mean, I think that goes for most people. And, you know, obviously he didn't know when they first started dating or until this movie was being recorded or you know until he I don't don't know you know what I'm saying like this freaked me out in a way that I haven't been freaked out in a while I don't know why I can watch all these like ghost clips on YouTube of like real experiences that people have had and not be phased by it and just go to bed but right now I'm sitting here and it's like I don't know 1 30 in the morning And I'm going to have to do a little bit of cleansing. And when I say cleansing, I mean cleansing my mind. I'm not breaking out the sage or any of that shit. 
But I'm definitely going to have to go watch some uh, some Adventure Time or something after that. Get some Dragon Ball Z going or something. See what Frieza's up to. But with that being said, I don't think it was quite as scary as everyone made it out to be when it first came out. But again, I think that was all just marketing. And I was in high school. So of course, people are going to play it up. I mean, we were all barely old enough to get into a rated R movie anyway. So, of course, everyone's going to be like, dude, that was freaky. It, it really was freaky, though. So, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I guess, to some degree, it wasn't overhyped. Because, like I said, I, I'm freaked out right now. I don't know. I don't really know what I'm talking about. But this time, I did watch the alternate ending. So, spoiler alert, if you have not watched the alternate ending... But that was kind of creepy, man. I I think they kind of had to go with the original ending to build an entire franchise off of this. Because the alternate ending, Katie goes downstairs, Mika hears her screaming, runs down, then everything goes silent. And then Katie comes walking back up, shuts the bedroom door, stares into the camera, and slits her own throat. Damn. I definitely think the original ending... Where Micah, Mika, whatever the hell his name is. He gets thrown into the camera. Then she crawls over to the camera, stares at it. And then does like a growl thing when before the movie ends. I definitely think that was more scary in the jump scare sense. But the slitting of her own throat in the suicide was definitely a lot creepier and darker. But nonetheless, I was satisfied and I can't say that about a lot of scary movies. I don't know. That's about all I've got to say about this one. But yes, it still holds up in my book. Especially when he finds the picture from when she was a little girl in the attic. It's like, what the hell's going on, man? If you haven't seen this movie in a while, or if you've never seen it, I do recommend it. I do think it will probably still scare you. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just a weirdo. But who knows? So give it a shot. And with that being said, thank you as always for listening. You can check me out on my YouTube channel, The Cornelius Collection. Link down below where I talk about collecting physical media, collecting movies, collecting vinyl records, VHS tapes, all that good stuff. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And I will see you guys in the next one. Peace out.